Right. Okay. I have questions for you. So when Uncle David, it's funny, I asked, was it Uncle David on Sunday? Um, rehearsal. Oh yeah, Uncle David, who's giving the words? Like I normally do everything. He goes, you are, son. You never asked a question. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And it's because I knew he was going to say that before he said it, but I thought, let me see. Right. So I have questions for you. And I suggest you write down, try and answer as you go along. I'm not going to give you any answers for myself, but I'll let you answer. So in my class, I smack. Right? No, I'm joking. I don't smack. Uh, I will use my uh, QTS uh, <laughs> Right. Okay, question. First question, what do you have? Okay, I want to write an answer for it. What do you have? <laughs> what do you have? I want to answer this question, please. What do you have? Those who said you're Mary Poppins, anyway. Somebody just called me Mary Poppins. Really? <laughs> you have everything. What do you have? Serious, I want everyone to engage with this today. There's a reason why and I explain. So, write the answer down. What do you have? Well, you don't have to answer to me, but I want you to write it down. Don't please, don't. I don't want to know between you and God. Oh, you have a question? What's the question? See, I did, I, I've deliberately answered the question like that on purpose. I did it on purpose. So whatever that means to you, write it down. Okay? What do you have? Whatever it means to you, feel free. Second question. Second question. Are you using it for him or yourself? So however you want to answer it, whatever it means. Sala, 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 sala. You mean, you mean, you mean, sala, sala, sala. You didn't even bother turning around. Why, why, why? <laughs> First question, what do you have? However that whatever that means to you, write it down. Second question, are you using it for him or yourself? Okay? Whatever it means. Whatever it means. Third question, sorry, as, as I said, I have many questions today. I'm not gonna answer any of them, but this is just for you to trigger and whatnot. Third question, pray it. Are you praying for him or yourself? Or to yourself, whichever way you want to define it is up to you. Praying. Are you praying for him or for yourself? However that means to you, please feel free. Feel free, don't you make a you make a return. Last question. Twenty-four hours worship. You or him? <laughs> right, I'll quickly reiterate. First question, what do you have? What do you have? Second question, are you using it for him or yourself? Third question, praying. Are you praying for him or yourself? Sorry? Okay, really? Okay, good. And last question, 24 hours worship, you or him? Okay, now I'm not entirely sure why these questions come. Uh, came, sorry, not come. Uh, I'm not entirely sure why these questions came, but these are the questions that God laid on my heart. And then I went on the journey having to answer these questions myself. Now, can anyone ask me, what do you have? What does it remind you of? Does it remind you of anything? 
Yeah. Okay, gifts, okay, cool. What else? Talents, gifts, okay, cool. Belongings. Belongings, life, possessions. What do you have? Okay, fantastic. Mark 6, 30 to 44. <laughs> Mark 6 because it was a very similar question Jesus asked um, I'm not reading the version that he um, well he asked that question but you get my points 33 to 34 I'm not reading Amplified just be here for days I'll read New King James Version are we there? if I dare say Jesus is Lord Verse 30, ready? Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest for a while. Okay, bear that in mind. Jesus himself said, Let's go to a desolate place, as ESV says, um, and rest for a while. But anyway, that's not what I'm going to do, but to take that as a side look. Uh, for there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in a boat by themselves. Uh, but the multitude saw them departing, and many knew him and ran there on foot with all the cities. They arrived before him and came together to him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. When the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and already the hour is late. Send them away, that they may go into surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But he answered and said to them, You give them something to eat. You see what I'm going with this? And they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? But he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out they had five and two fishes, um, then he commanded them to make them all sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in ranks, um, in hundreds and in fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked, he looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes he divided among them all. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fish. And those who had eaten the loaves were about 5,000 men. Another version says there were about 5,000 men, not including children and women, besides children and women. So I was reading the commentary, it's about 10,000 he fed with five fishes and, sorry, five loaves and two fishes. Anyway, Jesus' question was, you feed them, or what do you have? When I had that question to my, my, my heart, it was, what do I have? Because you know sometimes what we tend to do is envy somebody else what somebody else has and we forget that we actually have something special God has given us. It could be absolutely anything. You know? Anything. Okay? Some people are gifted with creativity. Use that creativity. Some of you are blessed with understanding and pouring out scriptures. Use it. Some of you are blessed with um, giving words. Use it. Okay? What was that? What, what, what? Okay? But do you understand what I'm trying to say? My point is, what do you have? This young boy, or if you read other versions, it talks about a young boy. 
a young boy was in the mist and this is all he had and that was meant to be his lunch that was meant to be his kind of um, the food that he was kind of going to eat and kind of just keep himself sustained but what did he do? he decided to give it out God used it, blessed it and gave it out okay now it's funny because this sometimes ties into fear fear sometimes will hold us back from using what we have am I making sense? fear and the thing is not sometimes it will hold us back it will hold us back. Fear does not care. Fear will cripple you. It will hold you down. It will lock you up. And it makes you mentally think that you can't do anything. But actually, whereas God has blessed us with so much. The fact, the Bible says that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Okay? Ephesians chapter 1, I believe. Okay, chapter 3, sorry. No, 1, 3. I thought so and I didn't believe. See, that was fear that didn't. I, I actually knew. Anyway. But, do you see my point? The devil will use anything to try and hold you back from not using what God has given you to use. And it's funny because what God has given you isn't for you. It's never for you. It's for other people. The Bible talks about the gifts is to edify the church. If you go to 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about um, the gifts being to edify the church. What do you have? Okay. What do you have to go into the streets and be a blessing to people? What do you have in your hands that you do on a day-to-day basis? There's not something that annoys me, which is which which is something I'm dealing with as well, is that we can be all spiritual in the church, but we're that flat outside. Like we're flat, sorry, like we don't do anything. Like we don't even show face. Like, you know, when we're outside, we're kind of just like, then we just on the cover, you know. Whereas that's the place the gift should be exhibited. Like we should throw it out. You know, thank God for me, I'm I'm a teacher. You know, and I challenge myself. I should be able to just drop words to students like that. If I, I sh- if I could do it in church, if I can go up to someone and then start praying, and then God gives me a word for this child, and then I release, I should be able to do that in my class. You know, obviously with wisdom, people start saying the Holy Spirit. If we're down, I'm not saying that, but you know, I gave one example when it happened to me before. A girl came in crying. I looked at her and I said, "He's not worth it." And she looked at me like, "How did you know that?" And then I confirmed with her after the lesson. I was like. Was I right? And she goes, yeah, oh, this guy did this, and this guy broke up with all this kind of thing. I said, yeah, he's not worth it. He just came out. You know? And this is what we have as Christians. We come here, you know, Genesis being more specific. We come to Genesis. Every Sunday we're praying. We're releasing this. We're releasing that. Father, fill me. Father, fill me. But if he's filling us, what are we doing with the filling? This is what we have. We're praying. And I, you know, I love the prayer. Don't get me wrong. We're praying, praying, praying. God do this. God do that. But what are we doing? It's almost like we're just being carriers of something and we're just like, yeah, look at me. I remember Tosin sent me a prayer one time and I said I was doing something and he goes, may you die empty. Honestly, Tosin, I'm... And you know how Tosin is with his... And part of me thought, I will die, Jesus. <laughs> that was my first reaction. But then I had to kind of, okay, let me hold myself, let me check back. And it's true. You know, we're not supposed to be Christians, be, and I mean spiritually, not physically, you know, be this kind of, look at me, look at speaking tongues. Seven, you know, as I don't see Alpha Sunday when he said there's different seven types of tongues. And it was in so and so, you're still on level one tongues. He said, you have something, something, you have something, something. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. But he was now giving tongues levels, um, which obviously is ridiculous in that sense. But our point is, is that sometimes we get so spiritually fat and we do nothing with it. You know? It's funny because it's almost like an oxymoron because we're meant to be spiritually fat but instead of spiritually skinny in the sense that you're, you know, taking everything in but you're pouring it out. It's almost like you're eating, dieting, like constantly. So you're getting big 
you pour it out, you become skinny. You get in big, you pour out, you become. It's really weird, you get what I mean? But you see my analogy, that's kind of how we should be spiritually. Because you're pouring out, you're giving to the last bone. It's like the example, what did Jesus have? He had his life. Yes. How do you get fat spiritually? Fasting and prayer. So true. Yeah, it's true. It's funny. Again, it's oxymoron because if you fast, you're losing, you're losing weight physically, but you're developing spiritually. No? Yes, that's, that's a very good point. Thank you for that. Okay, the word of God, the more of the word you're getting, you're building, you're building. But then at the same time, if you're getting more and more of the word and you sit down, you're just a theologian, but you're not exercising the word, what's the point? You know, I know, okay, personally, but I do know people who just, they will argue the word with you, but there's no demonstration of the power of the word. The Bible talks about, there is power, I can't remember exactly, but it says there is power in the world, in the word itself. All you do is speak the word, because the power is already in the word. It's not about, it's not how I say it. The Bible, uh, Paul talks about, it's not in eloquence, but in demonstration of the power of God, isn't it? You know, you don't save souls because you're eloquent. I'm probably the last person that should ever speak. My English is all over the place. Whatever. Okay? Imagine. Me, teacher. Sometimes I think about it. Me, teacher. I'm all alive. Have see my handwriting? Jesus is Lord. Like, my handwriting is atrocious. But anyway, thank God for what I know. But part of me feels me, but God's grace, you know. Um, but that's my point is, it's not about being eloquent. It's not about... You know, get, gathering these words and knowledge and just throwing it at people. No, let there be the power behind it. Okay? What do you have? Literally, what do you have? What's in your hand? What has God given you to be able to be a blessing to people? And that's where my heart is now. You know, by God, because me and Tommy are saving for a project at the moment. And I did, I'm funny, because we started planning how we're going to save. And I did tell Tommy, be aware that at any time, God might tell us, well, take the money and do something else with it. You know, it's what we have. We have it. It's there. And if God says, I require that money, we don't have a choice but to give. As much as it will burn. You know, it will burn. And I remember Matt Chandler, he said he was saving money to redo his, his flooring. And then I think about a month ago, before the whole thing was saved, um, he felt like God was going to nudge him and tell him to go and give the money away. So he tried, went to his wife and he's like, I think she's going to buy that thing now. And he's like, but we still got one more month. He goes, no, no, but we can always. Da-da-da. And she was, thank God for her. He's like, yeah, no. No, God is telling me something. He says, yeah, lo and behold, a couple of days later, someone came to ask some money from him, and it was the exact amount they were trying to save. And he was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, but he knew that God was going to come and knock at his door and say, that money, I require it. You know, Uncle Devil said something to me the other day. He was like, he's saving for these particular headphones. He's always going about headphones. And he's like, I want these bowls, noise cancellation, da 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 And he goes, he's trying to save up, but every time he goes to save up for it, you know, then somebody then needs the money, then he has to then doesn't have a choice what do you have and the reason I'm saying that is that's what he had at that time and someone else needed it in a sense no God needed it for something else and it's not always finances sometimes it's your time sometimes it's your time my time God has convicted me when a child in the lesson has asked me a question and I'm not in the mood and I've kind of and then part of me goes what if it's that one question that allows me so I'll go back apologize okay what was the question and I have to because maybe, maybe he requires that time. One of the girls, this year seven girl, who insulted me the most. Is that what? It was, oh my God. it was so deep that I looked at her for. Please leave the room before I do something I regret. It was one. It was that deep. Just, just leave the room. I was very calm. 
is the same girl that came back to me to talk to me about her YouTube channel. And I had to just take it, I was listening to her, but she needed someone to talk to. She required my time. And sometimes it is the person that will prick you, or annoy you the most, or frustrate your life that actually needs the support or needs what you have. Making sense? What do you have? What has God given you? Okay, moving on. Um, second question. Are you using it for him or for yourself? Um, just be simple. Give an example. Samson. Okay? Samson. Not this Samson. Okay? <laughs> Samson, he was a judge. Judges chapter 16, I believe. Um, yes, it is because I saved him my Bible. Okay? The guy who slew a thousand men with a jawbone of a donkey. Okay? One man. So I'm gonna sorry, I'm gonna drop it slightly. One man banged up a thousand men, yeah, with a jawbone of a donkey. That's an insult, I'm sorry. If I was ever anyway, that's a massive insult. One guy, the Bible talks about he was anointed from the womb, right? Like he was anointed from the womb. It wasn't a case where he came in here and the Holy Spirit fell on him, he was anointed from within, gifted. You can say nothing, but he played with it. Oh he played with it, man. Um 16 chapter uh, verse chapter 16 verse 1 says Samson judges by the way Samson went to Gaza and there he saw a prostitute and went into her I'm not going to go into detail of what that means those who are older you understand what that means okay he knew her yeah yeah it's not weird message just in case it says <laughs> Samson went to Gaza and there he saw a prostitute okay and he decided to have relations with this prostitute okay and then Obviously, uh, the Philistines, knowing that, you know, uh, knowing different things about him, then used this woman, Delilah, to try and get to Samson. Samson played. And this is what I'm saying. The first time he said, Oh, if you tie me up with this, 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 and this, then I'll lose my strength and I'll come. And then the woman did it. And then the guys came and she's like, Samson, Samson, the guys are coming. He jumps out, he killed all of them, whatever. The third, second, I believe it was three times. Second time. Um, he said, okay, fine, I know I lied to you, blah, 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 but this time, if you tie me with this, 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 and this, or this kind of rope, this kind of rope, then this is, this is how I lose my strength. She did it. Third time, if you tie me with this, 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 and this, this is what will happen. S- sorry, if, personally, if I was going to marry a woman, and I, she was asking the source of my strength, and I told her the wrong thing, and she did it to me, I don't think I'll be there the second time, personally, okay? Oh, okay, fine, maybe, like, maybe the third time I won't be there, okay? <laughs> Like seriously, my mom went what the fourth time, if I'm right? The fourth time he told her the actual secret of his strength. He was using his strength, he was using what God had given him for himself. And imagine, imagine, you know, I'm not thank God, I'm not like Abi Valza or Abi in the world. I don't know what happened, you know. <laughs> I don't know what happened, you know. Because you know when there was there, I'll be walking around topless on purpose, even in the cold, in the snow. I'll just be walking. That's how you walk back. Through. Imagine, I just walk around. I can imagine um, Samson. Like I remember his his height and whatnot, but it being huge. Samson being huge, like proper toned and whatnot, without anything. Bearing bear in mind, it was from the womb because he didn't have to gym. It was from the womb. Okay, it was natural. Yeah. Um, okay, it was from the womb. Now, <laughs> anyway, what Samson had was strength, was to stand up for the Israelites, okay, to fight on behalf of the Israelites. And what did he do? He played with it. Okay? Guys, don't play with what God has given you. You know, I'll tell you another story. Yesterday, uh, World Book Day, 
and I went in as the Nigerian storyteller. Okay, because no one can tell me, and if you don't know it, Google it. Okay? I guarantee someone will come up as a Nigerian storyteller. That's what I did. Yeah. Um, and, imagine, it was either a minion or a native, and I wasn't doing a minion one. Okay, yes, I have a minion onesie, okay, but oh, don't be sorry, anyway. Okay, I went in as a Nigerian storyteller, and and it's funny because my favorite phrase yesterday was, um, um, according to the sorry, according to the traditions of the elders. That was my thing, everything. So I was teaching ukulele, da 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 da, and they asked for pigs. So I went next door to get the pigs, and I said, guys, stop. According to the traditions of the elder, if an elder gives you something, collect it with your right hand. And then, I know, seriously, and then, and you take it as precious and you don't lose it, and you keep it sacred. And I was just being, African like someone being silly with this pig, the plectrum he used to play guitar. And I was giving it to a woman like this, one by one. Say, keep it. Some of them lost it. Ah, you don't respect the gifts of the elders. That was what I was doing yesterday. Now, bringing it back is the same way we deal with God. The gifts God give us, gives us is precious. And it's specific to each individual person. Okay? Hence why I asked, are you using it for him or for yourself? Because if I'm using my gift, let's say it's music, let's take that as an example. By God's grace, I am using it for what? Well, I'm trying to use it for him. And I'm in school teaching kids how to play music. I'm here. I just that's just using one example. I'm trying to make sure I use it and it glorifies him in everything I do. And one of the things I could do with that is to pour out what I know about music. Pour it out. Okay? God gave it to me for it to be poured out. What do you have? Are you using it for God or are you using it for yourself? Are you playing with it? Are you seeing how far you can push and how far you can play with it? I know some prophets, thank God Uncle David is not like that one. We try and use the prophetic to attract the opposite sex or to attract females. I know something. You know? And they would, you know, do all this. I've heard stories, you know? Or I've heard of pastors who, because they're in position and maybe they did have some anointing and then milked it and got people to drink um, petrol because they funk it. Because uh, he's like, I can turn this petrol into pineapple juice or apple juice. But it's a real thing. This, this is me not making it up. Or because, you know, God has given some anointing or some power to somebody. He thinks, oh, let this power get to my head. I'll make these church members go and eat grass. How powerful I am. Come on. No, but I think, I, trust me, it's not even something I'm making up. This is a genuine thing that happened. Because he had some power. Or because he had some anointing. You know, then you hear the stories. Thank God I lived this one. Um, because someone can now speak in tongues and prophesy, they're going to go start their own church. But it's the reality. Do you know what I mean? What has God given you? Did God ask you to go and do that? Because, look, the Bible calls us a body for a reason. Fivefold ministry. Okay? Some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, some evangelists, some pastors, or sorry, it's everywhere, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Okay? Ephesians. 411, right? That's what he talks about. So, because I can prophesy, because I can play music, because I can be a pastor, does not mean I should be isolated for the other four. We're supposed to be together. It's a body. Anyway, what has God, are you using it for yourself or are you using it for him? Okay? God forbid, and I pray this for myself, that I ever use the gift I have for myself in the sense that I'm using it for my selfish gain. I'm not using it for the first purpose to glorify God. <clears throat> okay. Pray for him or yourself. And it's funny because this doesn't necessarily have a theme, but it's just questions that came. 
Um, Matthew 6, 5 to 8. <clears throat> Matthew 6, 5 to 8. It's funny because this question came up um, in the boys' quarters group. Uh, they know what I'm talking about. Um, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But you, but when you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees you in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap uh, up empty praises, phrases, sorry, as the Gentiles do, uh, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Now, I'm not saying... Father, I'm not saying that's not that's not what I'm going down today. What I'm going down is the fact that you're trying to show off when you pray. That's my point. I'm not saying anyone does that, but it's thinking about, and this also links in with the gifts. You're using it in a way where you're trying to show, look at me, I can pray. I can pray, but you don't say one word in your own closet. Okay? Um, something I'm being challenged on what I'm thing. In me and Tony, yeah, we worship in public, and she did challenge you because where's the last time we worship at home? Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> but no, it's a real thing though. Okay? No, we're good at the praying. We're good at the um, reading the word. Well, that's good. You know? But when was the last time we actually worshipped? Okay? And that's, I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. This is me. Okay? You know me. I like to be honest. This is me. Okay? That's what we are now having to look at. Okay? How do we now begin to implement this? Okay? It's easy, you know, to... Pray. It's easy in public. It's easy to kind of. But what about the sacrifice? We've been banging on about that place, about that secret place. It does come back to that because that's where it starts from. What you do in a secret place will come out in public. It will. The time you spend with God in the secret place, the time you spend with God receiving, praying for people, will come out in public. It will. Okay. Like. Ah, anyway. We, anyway, we know we're going to get it, seeking my face, so you're going to get it this year, you know, that's all it's about, seeking my face, that's it, that place, secret place, you're going to get that. So I'm not going to do too much on that, but my point is, he says, do not stand, and they actually imagine them, imagine, they go to the street corner for everybody to see them, and I don't know how they prayed in those days, okay, but they're doing this, okay, they're rocking for... <laughs> One eye open to see it. Oh, okay, it's okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine it. You know, I can tell you a story. I know of a man. I want to tell you who the man was. Made you laugh. Okay? I remember, um, and it was even, it happened in my house. And, um, <laughs> I just, and so we had a visitor, and the person started praying. The person was praying and started speaking in tongues, and then this person opened their eye and they started doing this. And I looked up. I was a child at the time, so it was my old house. And I looked up and I thought, why are you doing that? I don't understand. But uh, no exaggeration, I remember vivid. He did that. And he looks. I thought. I thought. I don't understand. Because I think. And I was about to say some stuff. But I think um, the person praying was like genuine prayer. Proverbs speaking tongues, releasing. Um, the other person was like in it, feeling it. I think they were speaking tongues as well. And then this person couldn't speak tongues. But for wait, can I be like Trayton? Okay, shake one light up. I was like, okay. 
Oh my god, Lord help us. But yes, that's an extreme one. But having said that, how many times have we actually done that? Okay? I can you know instrumentalist, that's another example. When you play that sick chord and you look up, you, sort of, you, sort of, you hear that, right? <laughs> it happens. It happens. I'll be honest, it happens. You hear lick on the bass line, and you do a fill. No, it happens, I'm being honest. Okay? <laughs> we joke about it, but bringing it back to prayer, sometimes we do this. You know? Sometimes we do this. Is that deep? <laughs> you know? <laughs> sometimes we do this, you know, and we go to try and do something that's actually not what God told us to do. We go to pray. Um, because, oh, people are watching, let's pray. But actually, no. What happened to the genuineness of seeking God's face? You know, um, something I'm trying to work on personally is, is I, you know, thank God, I've been given a mic. I can come here, I can talk. I can come here, I can, you know, give a word, I can whatnot. But what I'm trying to challenge myself now is to do it in public. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing for me. It is a big thing for me. Um, in public, um, not public in the church, this is easy. You can, I, you can take it to any church, give me the mic and I'll talk. You know? By His grace, not saying, so, but that's easy. But then take me to the street. Okay? I'll, I'll, do you know what? You probably think, ah, oh, Nick, 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 he's got this. I don't have it. I'll be so scared, it won't even be funny. Because I'll be, there's the element of rejection. And, and it's fair at the end of the day, isn't it? Fair, and I said fair cripples. It's the element of rejection. You know, but what if they don't believe what I believe, you know? And then not only that, you'll get there and then start being picky. Okay, I'm not going to talk to black, black people. I'm only going to talk to black people who look Nigerian. And it's true. Yeah, it's like, when you go, I remember when we used to do evangelism, oh my God. We used to be very specific and like, okay, yeah, she's not interested. And then try and, and not, it's not like we were led by the Holy Spirit. We were judging with our own flesh because we were scared to talk to certain people. But then, you know, from my understanding, Jesus spoke. Look, even the, in Matthew, uh, sorry, Mark 6, he stood to the boat and just started talking. And if you listen, you listen, you don't listen, you don't listen. I'm not saying we should now all go out and start shouting in the streets. That's not what I'm saying. But my point is, is what do you have? Are you, are you using what you have in a very comfortable space? Or are you listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit to where he's taking you further? And it's funny because we always pray, we always pray, um, God, take me up, use me, use me, use me. And as soon as you're in a situation where you can be used, you back up. You kind of run away. And again, I'll probably do that as well. You know, my school. And the thing is, my school in comparison to the other school I was in before, it's probably easier for me to be a Christian there. Easier. Because I would just talk, because everyone's allowed to be who they are. You know, I used to, I wear, I used to, well, I stopped wearing it. I love, you, I love Jesus. And the amount of questions that I get asked, oh, so are you religious? Well, I would, and I'll answer, well, I wouldn't say religious, but more relationship. And then engage in conversation. But it's free. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not like I'm trying to force it on anyone. But God has opened doors for me to be able to be free like that. But this is what God has given me. On top of all of that, we all call ourselves Christians. We all have access to the good news. We understand what the good news is. And the fact that we can be in a place and people don't know it. And we don't say nothing. It's a bit deep. And Uncle David said something. Can Paul be in a place and people don't know? Can Jesus be in a place and people don't know? It should be a shame to say, as a Christian, um, can a Christian be in a place and people don't know? There should be a difference. There should be. 
you know, there should be a difference, you know. But if the, for, for the mere fact I'm in the school that I'm in, people should talk about, wow, since you've been here, there's been a difference. I do praise God when I was in an apartment for three weeks, people said there was a difference in the apartment, there was peace. People said that. You know, there wasn't me. You know, I remember the testimony I shared. I walked into a room one time, and the person said, I just like the way you've been peace into the room when you walk into the room. I, trust me, that's not me. That's definitely the Holy Spirit walking in. You know, that's not me at all. You know, but there's something about me, there's something that I carry, that I have, that I bring with me anywhere I go. And I should not be afraid to be free in that. Do not be afraid to be free. That's one of the words I'm hearing now. Don't be afraid to be free in what God has given you. <clears throat> Last one. 24 hours worship, you or him. You or him. I don't really have a scripture for this, but what I do, what I had when I wrote that was worship your Lord God, your Lord God, my Lord have mercy, spirit in spirit and in truth. Then I'll catch you later. <laughs> worship your Lord God in spirit and in truth. Yeah, John 4, yes. Uh, 24, yes. Thank you, but you remind me of scripture. Thank you, God. Ah, like Good. Worship the Lord, uh, your Lord God in spirit and in truth. 24 hours worship, you and him. Look, let me tell you something. And something I'm learning. I'm coming to 24 hours worship to worship for myself. Okay? Worship for myself and give my praise to God. Shall I tell you my, tell you my true heart desire? I want there to be a continuation of what left up with what we left off in uh, Ireland. I want that to be the baseline and we move on from there. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, for me, Ireland um capped the year for me. It that was it, it ended 24 hours worship the year for me perfect. <clears throat> and that second uh, Chronicles about the glory of those filling the temple, for me, I saw a glimpse of it that day. <clears throat> and my desire is to see that just continue. So, for that to happen, we need to understand why individually we're coming to 24 hours worship. What are we doing in 24 hours worship? What's our role in 24 hours worship? First of all, are we coming because we're serving? I will say that number. Um, are we coming because we're serving our visitors? Or. We're doing it because, first of all, we're digging into God and then we're pouring out. That should be a continuous motion in 24 hours worship, even in our lives, but specifically 24 hours worship. Even in this place, 24 hours worship, we're constantly just going in and then we're coming out. It's almost like we go, we take a deep breath, we go in, dig deep, dig deep, get soap, 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 come back out, pour out. It's almost like going into a pool. It's almost like going into a pool. You get soaking wet, you come out, and then you start doing this. You start doing that, you start throwing all the water on people. Okay? Trying to encourage, and it's actually sometimes that's what we do. Let's say we want to go to port, to the beach, and then the excited one. In this case, I actually, if we all went to the beach, I actually feel the person that would jump into the sea would probably be this Debbie. <laughs> this one. In the sea, no? I don't know, it's because you don't have to go, come on, come on. And you try running in. <laughs> I can't swim to save my life, so. Or Simi, or whoever. You know? Simi, why are you in the water? Simi, what are you doing? Okay, so let's take Simi. So Simi might be the first one to jump in. She'll probably go into the water, come out, and then start splashing you, encourage you to come back in. You know? Yeah, actually, she would do that, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> but for me, in the spiritual sense of 24 hours worship, that's what I want us to do. In the same division, so I want us to go in deep into God. We're salt, so we come out splashing, splashing, encouraging people to come in. You know, so we get them pre-wet in a sense, so they can go completely soaked. 
You know, that's my desire. And that's just me being honest with you. So, conclusion. <clears throat> Keep what you have. Understand what you have. Understand what you have. Keep what you have. Make sure you're using what you have for God. Don't be like Samson. Don't be like Samson. And actually, for a split, for a split moment, don't be like David. David, when you messed up at that time. Anointed leader. Absolutely anointed. God get, God anointed him king <coughs> in, his, what, in his teens. So he was anointed. He was ready prepared for that one slip up. That slip. When he just when you know where he should have been on the field and he wasn't, and he was idle. That's another word there. Guys, don't be idle. Avoid being idle. What's that saying? Idle hands. Good for you, not be at workshop in Jesus' name. But the saying is, idle hands is the devil's workshop or whatnot. Don't be idle. You know, if you find yourself doing nothing, get into the word. You find yourself doing nothing, pray. Worship. And I don't mean pray at the top of your corner. Pray in your closet. Dig deep in the closet. Dig deep in that place. Dig deep in that secret place, guys. Dig deep. Understand what that secret place is and go there on a regular basis. The more you go there, the more you will receive. The more you go there, the more you understand what God has given you that you can pour out. Tosin is right. May I die spiritually empty in the sense that everything that God has given me, let me pour it out right down to my musical knowledge. I don't want to die with that. There's so much up here. In fact, there's so much stuff here that sometimes I forget it's even in there. Like, I, I don't want to die with that. I want to pull it out because that's what God has given me. <clears throat> the ability, now another thing I feel God's given me, the ability to pick up things very, very quickly and just teach out. I remember when I used to teach, um, they made me teach IT last year um, and I had to do binary code. And I, so I had to learn the binary code the hour before, because I was free, and then go and teach it the other hour. But I can, and it's funny because I'll go in and I'll start teaching like I know this stuff from Adam. I don't, I just learned it the hour before. Sometimes teachers do that, isn't do they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not lying, am I? Um, I'm not lying. <laughs> but my point is, guys, um, I'm just saying that's one of the gifts I feel God's given me. But my point is, understand what God has given you. What do you have? Use it. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid of using it. Be who you are. See me, don't change. Be who you are. Be your eccentric self that's up and... Don't change. That's you. Eccentric, eccentric, eccentric. That's you. That's who you are. Don't change. That's what God uses. I remember Uncle David said something. Um, that people in Philly, there's certain people you can reach that we can't. Because of who you are, all your followers and all your, your, your fans, yeah? <laughs> How are you doing though? Your squad? <laughs> no, Rose, honestly, there's people she can reach that we can't. You know? And that's an asset. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> and that's an asset, you know? Each one of us is an asset in God's hands. We're precious. We're precious. We're like that shepherd, you know, the sheep. And it's funny because Jesus said to himself, they're like, a, they're like sheep with no shepherd. We know our shepherd. We have a good shepherd. Do you agree? We have a good shepherd? Yes. We have a good shepherd. We're not shepherdless. You know, we're not a headless chicken running up and down um, trying to find our head and then die 10 minutes later. Okay? That's not who we are. 
we have a good father who has given us good gifts. He wants us to be good to people. The Bible talks about Jesus, how uh, God anointed Jesus Christ, going around doing good. That's the example. Jesus went around doing good. God has given us good gifts. Let's all, let us also go out and do go out and do good. Am I making sense? Cool. So let us stand up and let's take a few prayer points. So when the first prayer point be, Lord, forgive me in every area I have played around with the gifts you have given me. Forgive me, have mercy. And it's a genuine thing. Okay, because I know areas, I'll tell you one, in university, <coughs> in uni, I used to do a lot of gigs, pub gigs, uh, club gigs, and all that kind of stuff, and play. And I remember one time, I think I said something, I said, I bet I can play, I met that girl come to me. And I did it. I played, and I'm not even exaggerating, I'm being so honest. I played, I played, and I was looking at her, doing the one kind of play, play, and lo and behold, she actually came to talk to me after at the keys. So during the interval, she came, she's like, oh, how you doing? Took her number, I did all the time. As you do as guys in those days, you just take girls' numbers. You know, like you don't take girls' numbers, okay? Right. <laughs> it's Jordan. It's Jordan, okay. <clears throat> but my point is, guys, it's very easy to manipulate your gifts to use it for your own selfish gain. So we're going to say, Father, forgive me in every area I have used the gifts you give me for my own selfish gain. Let's begin to pray. <laughs> in Jesus name Let's say, Father Lord, open my eyes to see what you have given me. You know? And don't, it's not the obvious ones. It's not the obvious ones. For me, it's obvious. I'm a musician. God has blessed me with music. That's fine. That's obvious. But what about the ones that are not obvious? What about the ones that are buried deep down that you are scared to let out because you don't know what it is and you don't know how to use it? You know? For me, if you have a gift, the best thing is to use it. If you use it incorrectly, let someone who is good at using that gift teach you how to use it. That's how it works. So we're going to say, Father Lord, open my eyes to see the gifts you have given me. Open my eyes. Help me to understand. Help me to see. Help me to understand. Of recent, there's a gift God brought out of me that I had to now start developing. It was a gift of discernment. I had a dream that made it very clear that that's the gift that God wants me to develop. God opened my eyes and that wasn't a dream. But God can just drop something in your heart um, he can just you can do whatever he might tell someone come to you and say he might send someone to you to talk to you so I'm going to say Father open my eyes to see the gifts you've given me so I can use it for your glory let's begin to pray open our eyes open our eyes to see what you have given us oh God Lord said that you have blessed us with every spiritual blessing oh God that the Holy Spirit gives out the gifts as he wills I really pray in the name of Jesus Lord, that you begin to open our eyes open our hearts open everything about us so we can see 
what you have given us so we can see and begin to walk in boldness Father Lord God in what you have given us in the name of Jesus oh God I pray in the name of Jesus Lord that we will just look to you that's the point we look to you we hold to your word we trust you and we just say yes Lord this is what you give me let me run with it we thank you Father in Jesus name Amen Lord I pray Father do not Lord do not let fear cripple me do not let fear cripple me Though I walk for the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. So the same thing, though I go to use my gifts, I fear no evil. Though I go to use what God has given me, I fear no evil because the Lord is with me. The most important part of that scripture is because for the Lord, or thou art with, thou art with me, King James. Or for you are with me. Okay? So we're going to say, Father... Do not allow fear to cripple what you have given me. To cripple the boldness. To cripple the boldness in me to use my gift. Let's begin to pray. Father in heaven, we look to you, we come to you, we just pray. Do not allow fear to cripple the usage of the gifts you've given me, the usage of what you have placed in my hands. Do not allow fear to cripple me, Lord God. It's a major thing. Fear is a major thing, Lord. And I just really pray in my heart that you will just help me to overcome fear, Lord. The words that you give spirit of fear, of fear the spirit of love, power, of sound mind, which is a truth, which is a truth, which is the truth. Love, love conquers all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Father, let's say, Father, two more. Let's say, Father, teach me how to pray. Teach me how to pray. Do not allow me to be the hypocrite that comes out and prays in public but doesn't do one word in, in, in my secret place. Father, teach me how to pray in the secret place. Lord, let there be a burning and a yearning of prayer for the secret place. Let's begin to pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father, we come before you and we just say, Lord, that you will help me. Help me. Let there be a burning and a yearning in my heart to be a person that prays, that comes to seek you, to meet you in that place, in that secret place, in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, that is my desire, that I come to meet with you in the secret place, oh God, that I wake up in the cool of day and just come early in the morning to just come and meet with you, to sit with you. I pray you will put that yearning in my heart to seek your face, not in public, oh God, but in that secret place, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I really desire that, Father, that you would deal with my heart, Father, Lord, not to be someone that shows off, that just throws out all kinds of eloquent words, oh Father, with no power, in Jesus' name. Let's say, Father, don't let me be a person that throws out eloquent words with no power. God forbid. That's not what Genesis is about. There is power behind Genesis. We're not about that. I'm not coming, you know, by God's grace. I'm not going to 24 hours worship. Talk, 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 and nothing happens. God forbid. What's that about? You know, Father, do not allow me to be a person that comes. Oh no, don't let me, don't let me be a person, and don't let me be satisfied with being a person that just talks with eloquence with no power. Let's begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I look to you. I really pray in my heart, Lord, that I would not be a person that just speaks with eloquence with no power, Lord. Lord, this Christianity is about demonstration of the power, going out, healing the sick, bringing deliverance so that your gospel can be seen. There is power in the word. There is power in the gospel. There is power in the truth of the gospel, the good news. So I pray in my life, Father in heaven, Lord, that I will not be a mere person, Lord God, who just speaks words upon words upon words with no power, with no conviction, with no turning 
We're not about people turning to you. I pray that will not be the case with your life. In Jesus' name. Last but not least, we're going to say, Father, do as you please in 24 hours of worship. Let 24 hours of worship be about you and you alone. Let every soul who walks through that door encounter you. Just begin to pray over 24 hours of worship. Just begin to flow over it. Father, 24 hours of worship, we declare it. It's for you. You can declare that day, the 14th and 15th of April. It's for you. It is your day in the name of Jesus. As people step through that door, even right from downstairs, that they will encounter you. That they will feel your presence. That your power, Father Lord, will fill the temple. It will fill the temple in the name of Jesus. That everyone's focus will be on you. That there be a genuineness of one accord. A genuineness of one accord. A genuineness Genuineness, Father, of one accord in the name of Jacob. Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, it's for you. We declare it for you. We declare it for you. It's your event. Father, the worship is for you, not for man, not for anybody. Lord, the worship is solely and solely for you. In the name of Jesus, it's for you, it's, it's reflecting you in the name of Jesus. Let your glory for the temple above all be exalted in Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you, we bless your name, we bless your name, we thank you for your word, we thank you for truth. I pray from this day forth, Lord, you begin to open our eyes, open our eyes to see what you have put in our hands individually in the name of Jesus. You have blessed us with so much. You allow us to spend so much time in prayer, so much time in your word, so much time in the secret place that we have so much to give. And I pray that we will have boldness, that fear will not cripple us to pour out what you have given us in the name of Jesus. Father, let our lives reflect what you did on this earth in the name of Jesus. Let our lives, Lord, begin to reflect what you did on this earth in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray, Father in heaven, 24 hours worship is yours. But I declare that it is yours. Amen. I say it belongs to you. Amen. Every minute, every Amen. second, every microsecond, every Amen. nanosecond, Father, it belongs to you Amen. in the name of Jesus. Every moment, oh God, in 24 hours worship, even leading right up to it, belongs to you. And Amen. I pray, Father, there'll be no point where we make it about ourselves in the name of Jesus. There'll be no point where we'll make it about anybody else or anything else in the name of Jesus. There'll be no point where we'll make it about instrumentalists or the singer or the worshiper. But it will completely, 100% be, Father, about you and for you in the name of Jesus. Teach us what it means to let go. Teach us what it means, Father, Lord, to let go of our plans. Teach, teach us even genuinely what it means to let go of our insecurities Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, you have blessed us with so much. And I pray, Lord, we will die empty. And what I mean by that, Father, is that we will not go to the grave with the gifts that you have given us that we will be able to pour out into people in the name of Jesus. My Amen. example, Elijah completely poured out into Elisha. In fact, he didn't just pour out single, he poured out a complete double. I pray for every single member in Genesis that we will get so deep with you that we will be able to pour out double on people in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray, Father, you help us to bring down pride. Amen. We will allow people to be better than us in the name of Jesus. Amen. We will allow people to be better than us in the name of Jesus. Christianity is about, isn't about one person always being at the top. No. It's about allowing people to grow and allowing people to be and grow in the full potential that they need to be in the name of Jesus. And I pray in Genesis, we will not be a ministry that cripples people anointing in the name of Jesus. We will not be a ministry that does not allow people to grow in the name of Jesus. Break pride in Genesis, oh God. Not to say there is, but I'm just saying, pride will not have a way in Genesis in the name of Jesus. Pride will not cripple 
this ministry in the name of Jesus. Yeah. But we shall be humble. We shall walk in humility. And I mean genuine humility. And we'll allow people to grow. Amen. Above all, let your name be glorified, Lord. Lord. We just say thank you for your word. You. And I pray for Lord, the word, Lord, it will dig deep and it will grow. I pray no... <laughs> Say no crow will come and steal it, but Lord, that's not my point. I pray that no weed, Father, will grow and begin to choke the words that we receive today, but that it will land on fertile ground and it will grow and germinate and bear good fruits in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, Father, we bless your name for you are a good God in Jesus' name.